Do you want to experience the thrill of a Packers game at Lambeau Field? If so, be sure to get your game tickets from the longtime trusted source in Wisconsin, Ticket King. Visit their locations in Milwaukee and Green Bay or just go to their website, theticketking.com. Again, that's theticketking.com. And now, for fans of the 13-time NFL champion Green Bay Packers, this is Cheesehead TV Live. Cheetahs don't stretch and neither do we. I think you're an idiot, and I mean that with the most respect possible that I can give to an idiot. Packers Hall of Fame quarterback, Jacob. Jacob. It's not as fun to say as equanimous. That is a perfect example of a wrong opinion. Ring the bell. Welcome back, Packers fans. Cheesehead TV Live is back. What's Jason up? and Jeremy of Cheesehead TV. I am Jason Perrone, along with Jeremy Vanderlinden. We're facing you this week. We're turning it up a notch. Jeremy, yeah. nice nice job with the setup, man. Thanks. Forgot the uh, cheese sombrero, but that's okay because we're highlighting a couple of items that we're going to be raffling off and giving away. Jeremy, tell the beautiful people out there how they can become the owner of one of these. All right. Ones. All right. Uh, so we have a Packers toaster and a signed hat uh, from Marco Rivera. You can win those by retweeting the show link. It is pinned to our Twitter homepage. You can actually see that on, see the, the Twitter handle there on the, the video uh, at CHTV live. Go check that out. Retweet it. Make sure you're following us on Twitter. Uh, we'll, we will draw the winner during the game on Sunday. Great. All right, so we'll be at the Watershed in Tempe. So for those of you who are in the Phoenix area, that is on Baseline, just west of McClintock. Beautiful setting. Can't say the same for how the game might turn out, but come visit us, come see us. It's always a great time. It was a good crowd this past Sunday. It wasn't on TV locally here because we're scorned Phoenicians who have to watch the Arizona Cardinals on local television. So we were one of uh, zero markets that um, I'm, I'm trying to imply that there, we're the only like, city in the entire United States that didn't get to watch the game that mattered. So, uh, but it was a good crowd, huh? Yeah, it was great. I, a lot of energy at the bar, and uh, we had a lot of fun. We did a sausage toss. It was a, it was like the highlight. I mean, of you the, and I the... didn't particularly. And no. for those of you with dirty minds in the chat, just leave that one sausage alone. Toss. Sausage yeah. toss. Yeah. Uh, so we we had a little competition. That was probably the highlight of the game, which sucks because the game should definitely be the highlight. Of the event. And yeah, it should. And, and it wasn't. And it was one of those games, too, where, like, even though it was tied, like, they, they scored the touchdown, Devontae gets a two-pointer, and I still felt like they were down two possessions. Yep. It's just one of those games, like, you're just kind of waiting for the wheels to fall off. That's how this season has gone. Well, the wheels have finally officially fallen off, and they're not coming back on. There is no more playoff machine scenario in the ESPN playoff generator that's going to let the Packers in. Their season is over in terms of, making the postseason, but they still have two games to play. So before we get into the future, because the future is still uncertain, yep. let's talk about the Bears game. So going into it. we have to? Yeah. <laughs> Do we have to? Going into it, neither of us <laughs> predicted a – well, actually, I didn't predict a victory, and then you you let your heart rule your head, and you did predict the Packers to win on a, on a twist of fate at the end. Yep. And then uh, – so last week on on last week's show, or actually not on last week's show, I take that back. I think it was the day after. It was either Thursday or Friday. I went on a tweet rant yeah. about this season and how it was probably not going to turn out well. And as much as we wanted it to be another redux of 2016 run the table and all of the great endings that some Packers seasons have had or playoff runs, deep playoff runs, there's also the 2000 last year 
and other disappointing finishes that we can point to. Yep. And along with that, and part of the prediction that I made was that at some point during this game, because 2018 has gone the way that it's gone, the Packers are going to be in contention. They're going to have a chance to win. They're going to be near the goal line. Aaron Rodgers is going to try to hit Jimmy Graham on a crossing pattern. Uh-huh. The ball is going to bounce off of Jimmy Graham's hands. This again, people, I'm telling you, look this up. This was two to three days before the game. That happened, yeah. The ball is going to bounce off of Jimmy Graham's hands and fall safely and gently into the hands of a waiting Bears defensive back. It was a very disappointing moment. What? For you to be right. Happened. I don't appreciate your prediction, and I definitely don't appreciate whatever voodoo magic you use to make it happen. Here's the deal, people. Here's the deal. I've been watching Packers football since the mid-1980s. Not a ton long. I mean, there's people I know who have been Packers fans since the Lombardi days, and I am so jealous of them, by the way. Could you imagine seeing a Lombardi team play live? Like, anyway, probably have some out that are listening, and thank you for listening and watching. If you did, I would love to hear some stories about what it looked like from the stands or from wherever you were. But... I just have watched too much of this team, and even though the teams change, the head coaches change, the players change, the times change, there's just certain things about this team that just become very predictable yeah. to me. And Mike McCarthy's gone, so you would have thought that would have removed that stigma and they would have done something different. And I think they did some different things. Right. Like like last week against Atlanta, they came out and did some different different offensively they look better crisper Rodgers looks better it's like oh maybe McCarthy was there was a little bit of an issue there mm, I don't know I uh I I they reverted back this this it was just very it's very predictable it's very predictable so and these next two games don't really mean a whole lot and nope. I and I don't know how much of effort we're gonna we're gonna see from this team but the the game just didn't start out well Aaron Jones gets hurt right away he doesn't come back Kenny Clark is ruled out as soon as I walked up and was getting ready. You know, I was optimistic. I was like, they can pull this thing out. And then as soon as I heard Kenny Clark was inactive and Bulaga wasn't going to play, I was like, no. Yeah. No. But, you know, what was cool was Khalil Mack really, you know, Spriggs didn't play great because I don't think you can ever say he plays great. Mm-mm. But he, he he had some moments, though. He gave up a sack. There were some times when, when, when he was actually uh, doing a great job, and I was like, oh, oh, who is this? Holy crap. Like, you know, there were times when he was stymieing Khalil Mack, like and not, you know, he didn't do it all game, but he had a few moments where I was like, oh, that's, you know, that's pretty encouraging. Now, I don't want to see Jason Spriggs as a starter in Green Bay ever. If that's what we get from a backup, I, I think that's pretty satisfying to have a backup come in and play, play the way that he did. He did just fine for a guy that's not a starter in the NFL, for a guy that is primarily a backup. That's what you want. He came in and did enough. And that's great. I, you know what, honest, with that. Honestly, you're not going to hold Khalil Mack down an entire game. So that wasn't too bad. Yeah. Um, us, I think it's Isley. Is it Isley? Alik in the chat says, us new Packers fans nowadays are so spoiled. That's a hot button topic for me because I don't agree with that. I say, you know, spoiled, I think what is what what is usually meant when that's said is that we're, we've we've had a lot of success and other teams haven't. And we should be appreciative of it. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. I agree with that. If that's your definition of spoiled, then you're right. We're spoiled. But in terms of like when I think of being spoiled, spoiled to me is um, as much of a mentality as it is actually anything else. And so I don't think expecting your team to win and being disappointed that they didn't when they should have is being spoiled. I think that's just why do you play a game? 
unless you're trying to win. Right. You know, you play to win. No, the game. I want Herm my team Edwards. to win. That's not that's not be, me being spoiled. Although there are there's there's a group of Packer fans that I'm going to yell at today. You might be one of them. Uh, I I am extremely irritated with a certain group of fans, and we're going to get to that. Um, but man, there, I mean, yeah, there are some spoiled Packer fans, but I think overall, we just want to see the team win, and that's what every every fan wants. I don't think that's spoiled. I think that's just called being a fan. Packers didn't didn't do enough defensively. Didn't cause any. Well, they had the one turnover on yeah. that. The Bears got too cute, man. Matt Nagy's so funny. Like, if you're a Bears fan, you've got to, you know, be waiting every game for that one moment where they try to get too fancy. The Packers actually stuffed a fake punt. Right. And they stuffed the Wildcat. Trubisky slides out. Tariq Cohen takes the direct snap. And bam. Fumble. Or if you're Al Michaels on Sunday Night Football, Tariq Cohn, C-O-N-E. <laughs> um, he fumbles a snap. And the ball was loose. And the Packers got a, got a turnover there. They didn't, I don't think, do anything with it. They punted after that. But... They didn't do enough defensively. You know, Jair Alexander, I think, um, broke on a ball he thought he could pick off. He didn't. It goes for a long gain. Like, the Bears yeah. are the Bears are different now. They've got a good team. They've got a solid a solid group of guys. They have to get it done within the next three seasons, including this one. This one yep. and two more before they have to pay Mitch, and then things are going to start to change. Even Bears fans are like, I don't even know if we have that long. Yeah. I'm sure they do. They've got they've got most of their nucleus locked up. Well, if the turd biscuit comes in and, and takes a step next year, well, he took a step this year. He played right. He played well, and he played like a, a quarterback who understands like what was there for him to be had on the field on Sunday I instead mean, of trying to overdo it and throw ridiculous picks. He's had some the- rough moments this season. I wish he would have had a few of those against the Packers last week. Uh, but the week prior, what, he threw like three or four picks? We like, got all of our ducats against the Bears in, the, in week one. We, get, we sold our soul for that victory. For, yeah, right. There was uh, there if if the gods had anything to do with it, there was not. We weren't getting anything. Daniel on says Sunday. that the Packers are truly in a rebuild. Do you, do you agree with that? You think this is a total rebuild? Well, what does rebuild mean? I mean, are you talking about like we're in rebuild? We're screwed. We're the worst team. Okay, in the league, so if you're in you... a rebuild, you're not going to compete next year. That's if you're, false. If you're in a rebuild, I don't think that you're a competitive team for the next year at least. I don't say that right now. There's no way I'd say that right now. I think. There, there are definitely more needs than we thought. I think we thought we were in better shape. So, yeah, right. there's, there's more holes to be addressed this offseason. They're not going to be able to address them but all. I but I think this team will compete yeah. on a high level next year. Because of. And if they don't next year, fine, we're in a rebuild. Well, and I would agree then. But until we get to that point, if they have another season like this where it is inexplicably horrible. If they have another season like this, people are, they're going to be more people losing their jobs than oh, yeah. there were this year. It's gonna, yeah. we're gonna be, it's going to be really weird. Uh. I, I think that the regime is going to be smarter about how they attack some of the needs. Like Edge didn't get addressed at all this past offseason. That clearly bit them in the butt. Clay Matthews isn't what he used to be. Nick Perry's shocker, you know, galore is on injured reserve. Didn't do anything this season. He was literally a total zero yeah. this season. So everyone who's out there complaining and bitching about Aaron Rodgers getting his contract, yeah, please. Start with Nick Perry. Like, make a better pecking order. Don't blame Aaron Rodgers. No, Nick this Perry is, is definitely. This team is not strapped for cash. It's right. not strapped for cash, and there is no salary cap. No, issue. and they have They're lots of money have, next offseason. They have like, it's like 40, 40 million. million. $40 yeah. million. Dollars. You're complaining about $40 million. Seriously, explain to me how Aaron Rodgers has screwed and cash strapped this team to not be able to compete and add more more parts next season. Because Sean says can, Nick Perry sucks. So we have some agreement. Yeah, he does. Uh, Daniel says two bad years in a row. Yeah, but I mean, you have to consider the Aaron Rodgers injury. I'm was, kinda, was I'm, last season bad before Rodgers got hurt? Were they bad? Yeah, I mean, no. They were 4-1, and one and they were rolling. 
We they need were four a, and one, and they were rolling. Daniel now says we need a real GM. Well, let me tell you something. Uh, Brian Gutekunst did a fantastic job this offseason. So, yeah, the, the Jimmy Graham thing Every, hasn't worked out, but his draft picks okay. were fantastic right. this year. Okay, Daniel, we love. I love the engagement on the chat. Yeah. I would never discourage anybody, unless they're saying something crap. On the chat, uh, Daniel's like every other comment on, That's the, true. on the chat. I can Daniel, keep reading Daniel comments all day long. Daniel, you got to relax just a tiny bit. You no, gotta man, just, keep you, talking. You gotta, I'm fine with it. You got to just chill out. Or if you're going to, if you're not, if you want to keep. Hey, I he don't says mean, he I don't mean loves on, the Packers. I don't mean on chatting. Right. I don't mean on posting Oh, comments. I see, I see. I mean on things like the they real need a real GM. GM. Yeah, they should have no, waited until yeah, after yeah. the season to give it like, come on. But I will say, he says he loves the Packers, and I think that's where everybody else is at. We all do. Where it's just this thing where we all love the Packers so much. That That was really slurping. No, that's good. You should slurp more into the. We should just. I deserve every bit of criticism (laughs) I get for that. That was terrible. So we all love the team, and I think that's where the the spoiled thing comes from. The love is so strong that that the fans have for the team that sometimes they say things that are maybe a little bit irrational. Like Brian Gutekunst is a good GM. So. Maybe to say we need a new one, that's a little on the irrational side, and that's okay. We all have our moments, but uh, be Daniel, just wait. This offseason, I think you'll be satisfied with the job that Brian Gutekunst does. you got to be patient, too, and just allow. We, we thought that was going to be the case this year, though, so I, you aren't going to fool me. If like, we do a show in the offseason, uh, which we'll do a few, by the way, so you guys are wondering like what the offseason is going to look like for some of our shows. We, Jeremy and I are, are going to do shows when there's something to talk about. We're not going to do one every week because there won't be enough content right. for us to entertain you for an hour without uh, boring you to sleep or tears, uh, neither of which are great. So we we're going to, if there's something to talk I about, was gonna we'll make a sausage but if we too. do a, if we do a like season prediction show, yeah, which I'm fine with, I am not going to be lulled into picking 11 and five and 12 and four. No. Like I do every year. Like I'm going to be, I maybe, maybe because all right, next year. We're, we're just going off the rails. Next year, we were talking about this. Obviously, we're going to play the division opponents, so that's six games right there. Yeah. We got the NFC East, so we'll face all four NFC East teams. If my calculation is correct, we will have Philadelphia in Green Bay. We will go to Dallas. Yep. We will, have, uh, we will go to New York, and then we should have uh, Washington in Green Bay. Yeah. Uh, next year. And then... The AFC opponents are going to be the West. It's the West. You have more understanding of that than I do. Raiders, Broncos, Chiefs. So we have the Chiefs, and it's in Kansas City. So we're going to Kansas City. That's you already know. That's going to be a huge test. Yeah. Super Bowl preview. Yeah. Okay. Um. Well, hey. Uh. Well, okay. So I I won't. I'll compare it to the Bucks. I got my Bucks shirt on. By the way, they're playing. they're playing tonight. They're playing right now. So, anyways, um, I'll compare it to the Bucks. The Mike Budenholzer hire this offseason. When they hired Budenholzer, it felt like, okay, here we go. This could be really good. And if the Packers make a head coach hire like that, I might pick them to be 11 and 5, 12 and 4. I might make a call like that. It just depends on what the offseason looks like. You know, what hire they, who, who they hire. That's a very important piece of this. Are they in a rebuild? No, I don't think so. Do they have a lot of holes? Yes, absolutely, and they need to fix them, and they absolutely can. They have the money. They have a lot of draft picks. They have two first-round picks. They have what they need to fix the problem. Brian Gutekunst needs to fix the problem, and, and I think this offseason— He did well last year. I, he did. I trust him. This offseason, though, to me, is a bigger, more important offseason than his first. Well, it is because we never imagined with Aaron Rodgers this team was capable right. of being this bad. 
Right. So, okay, we got to answer some questions because we have some really good questions in the chat. So let's do real quick. What free agents could Green Bay target and who will want that will want to play there? So that's from Mr. Englewood 77. That just goes back to the old, like, you know, players don't want to play in Green Bay because X, Y, Z. There are some circumstances that I can understand. And we don't need to get into that, that on this because I think some of it gets political. But the Green Bay is not a crap destination. Jimmy Graham chose Green Bay over New Orleans. He could have gone back and played with Breeze. He probably wishes he did. Right. Uh, more on that later. Um, players want to come to Green Bay. It's just Green Bay's got to make the offer. They've got to they've got to be the more compelling situation. And then to, and then I see a re-sign Casey Hayward. Uh, I would imagine that the Chargers probably want to keep him. Yeah, he's probably he's he, been really good. He's in one LA. of those free agents that's on the list right now, Chargers, but it's not really on the list. Would you bring him back? I would. Oh yeah, absolutely. Or Micah Hyde? Um, Heck yeah. So. Hold on, wait before we get okay. Is this before for, I move on, or is this Hayward related? No, right. it's do you old think player Raiders, related. Do you okay? Do you think the Raiders regret sending Mac to the Bears based on how good the Bears are this year? So that's King Henry 05. So here's the deal: that decision was made in real time, in the moment, and they assessed it and said, if we send Khalil Mack to the Green Bay Packers, the Green Bay Packers are going to never lose a game. And they, our draft pick is always going to be the 31st, right. the 32nd pick in the entire draft. Terrible move. Send him to the Bears. He'll make the Bears maybe two or three wins better. Lo and behold, the Bears are running through everybody now. So right. I don't think they regret it. I mean, they regret it, yes, but it wasn't a bad decision based right. on that logic at the time. Daniel right. asks about Mac. He asked why why we didn't get him before the Bears. And they didn't, uh, they didn't want Green Bay's offer. It's that. It's exactly that. When when the Bears got in on the running for Khalil Mack, the Raiders decided not even to listen to the Packers anymore. So the Packers made an offer. And never got to counter offer because the Raiders decided that the Bears was that was going to be the better choice for them because they felt the draft pick would be higher than the Packers. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, you know, hindsight being 2020, look at where things are at now. Obviously, they were wrong and that was a bad choice. Right. Because they, they could have ended up with two first round draft picks from the Packers and including the Packers' terrible draft pick. However, if they got Kalu Mack, maybe the season looks a little different. Uh, two, two firsts and Clay Matthews. I'm not going to go into anything more. I would have done um, yeah. Well, they didn't. I w- I, no, I'm telling I, you, two firsts and Clay Matthews, and the Raiders said no. Um, wait, okay. wait, 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 wait. You said that the Packers offered two firsts and Clay Matthews? Yes, they did. Okay, so who's a good fit for coach for us going forward? That's a tough question to answer because the reason I don't like answering that now is because we don't know which coaches are going to move on or right. are going to become commodities. The Packers might target. There's an so important, I don't um, know. See, that's what I said right. last week is I don't want to sit here and tell you guys all the names that you want to hear and all the fancy names just to sound smart. Like, Oh, Lincoln Riley. And maybe they could get Nick Saban. I don't, I really right. don't know. Now I, Nick Saban is an interesting conversation that, that people are having right now, but I don't think I want Nick why Saban. Would you leave after, Alabama if you're what, Nick Saban, you know, with the, the way things are going, I wouldn't, if I was Nick Saban and all the successor having there all the money you're making oh. there you own that whole state yeah. nick said that is nick saban's playland down there like why would you leave you you're got, the king so if the packers are blessed to have Favre and rogers like alabama had bear bryant and nick saban like come on you couldn't possibly have a more yeah. storied program in your life um randall cobb do you need uh let's see kishan says randall cobb do you need graham nick perry and got to go I think he's saying get rid of Cobb, Perry, and Graham. Uh, yeah, and I think they probably will. I think they probably will, or they're going to ask him to re- restructure, no, I, and if they don't, they're out. I think Graham is back next year. Do you think the Packers need to lose the final two games or win out? This is an interesting one. I'm never a fan of uh, losing on purpose. Well, I don't want to watch losing, but I do want them to sit Rodgers. 
And that, to me, will put them in a position to lose. I don't want them to tank, but I want them to play younger players. And, you know, as a, as a side product, they'll, they'll probably lose those games. Unless somebody comes out and blows it. Like if Deshaun Kaiser comes out and blows everyone's mind, okay, well, that's an okay problem to have. If they end up winning games because... Deshaun Kaiser plays well above what we all expect. I'm okay with that. I would be very okay with that. I'd be right. shocked. Right. I don't think that's what's going to happen. Because I'm telling the, the Packers, guys and girls, the Packers worked out Paxton Lynch this week. You think they believe in Deshaun Kaiser? Make it stop. They worked Make it stop. out Paxton Lynch on Tuesday. That Look at me. That's not good. <laughs> Look at me right now. Say it with me. But wait. One, two, three. Paxton Lynch. No. Why? I'm not saying it. Why? Um, so if you, so Packers believe if Deshaun Kaiser wins one of these last two games and he starts and plays, he has overachieved in everybody's eyes. But man, they have Tim Boyle. They oh. don't need anybody. All Tim right. Boyle's the future. All right. I am so <laughs> sick of UW Whitewater. And had I stayed in Wisconsin and not gone to college Hold in on. Arizona, I probably would have gone to Whitewater. Are you I getting to Jake Kumaro now? step foot on that campus again. I am so tired of the Whitewater love. And this I think, is I think you're thinking of Jake. Uh, J- Jason has like this. Um, Boyle and Kumaro, J- both. Boyle didn't play at Whitewater. He didn't? No. You're thinking of that. Um, there was a quarterback who was in camp with them a year or two ago. That was from Whitewater. No, Tim Boyle played at like Western Kentucky. You know, it's funny. I just assume everybody's from Whitewater. You know, <laughs> right. anybody, I don't know where he went to school. He went, he played at no, Whitewater. He was at Western Kentucky. And I think, I don't remember. Uh, it doesn't matter. Tim Boyle is not the future of the team. And obviously if they're looking at Paxton Lynch, they're not satisfied with their backups. That's Alex smile season play. Resign Clay Matthews for cheap. Move him in the middle. Uh, sign Jadavion Clowney, draft Josh Allen, and find a good coach. I mean, that, all of those sound fantastic. That sounds fine to me. That all sounds fantastic. If all of it uh, happens and you win that parlay, Alex, you're a very rich man. I want them to keep Clay around. Uh, I want him to not make a lot of money, but I think somebody's going to want to overpay Clay, and it's going to be tough to keep him around. He's going to want to go make money. That's fine. Go make he, your money. So, uh, But I, I want them to keep Clay if they can because – Let's say you get rid of Clay, you get rid of Perry, and now you're at zero. Okay, you have Sackrell. But really, the, f- the future isn't very bright if the, if the outside linebacker on your roster that you're building with is Kyler Fackrell. That's yeah. not a good thing. So Fackrell's a rotational they, guy, right? They have to rebuild that position, but they have to keep Clay Matthews there to, for the rebuild. They Fackrell, need that. Fackrell's almost like the poor, really poor man's K- Kabir Baja Biamela, but I mean, like, we're talking like, like super poor way man. Way poor. Right. All right. Um, linebacker Jake Ryan back next year. That's an interesting one. I don't know. I don't know if he is. Yeah. I, w- I would imagine I would imagine that he's like, if he's still out there, maybe they sign him late to a cheap minimum deal if they need some backup or some – because after that injury, his speed factor is going to be zero. He's literally going to be football smarts, but yeah. he's not going to – the ability is not going to match his brain. Yeah. Uh, so I, I don't know if uh, – I don't know if he's if he's back after that. It's tough. It's really tough. On that note, on Twitter this week, just some things I saw. I keep seeing Earl Thomas. Sign Earl Thomas. Okay? Earl Thomas is coming off of a second major leg injury in the last two years, and he's over 30 years old. These are all things that people are probably tired of hearing as counter-immediate arguments. You're like, well, you don't know the guy. You haven't seen him play. Right. 
the statistics of life show that he's probably not going to be an elite athlete anymore. Right. So are you be honest with yourself? Are you saying Earl Thomas, those of you who want Earl Thomas because of his name and it sounds good and you want to stick it to your Seahawk fan buddies and say, ha, he's a Packer now. Or do you legitimately think he's going to shore up the safety and is your only response back going to be, well, he can't be any worse than what they have now, but they could do better than that long-term than bringing Earl Thomas in and having him be marginal for right. a year for what pay? I mean, since, it's going to be, since we're talking about safety, very expensive. I mean, I, yeah, I'd like Earl Thomas too, but I, I want Earl Thomas that comes in and doesn't struggle with, you know, healing from that injury. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody wants that, but I, I think that's the issue that people are having. It's not the name. It's that everyone imagines that they're going to get that Earl Thomas. They're, they want that Earl Thomas. We all want that Earl Thomas, but I don't think he's going to be that Earl Thomas. No. And so that's the problem. I don't think he is either. Uh, I don't think it's a name. I mean, yeah, it's a name thing. Everybody wants a big name, but that's a big name that had talent. That was very impressive. Uh, that that would be a, a huge game changer if he played at that level again. I don't think he's going to. So that's the, that's the tough hey, part. Hey, we got a compliment on our tablecloth, by the way. Oh, thank uh, you. Yeah. So, okay. So uh, Collins, better option in free agency. Landon Collins. Uh, depends on how well he recovers from that injury. He's on IR. Yeah. I don't remember what it was. But uh, so kind of piecing some things together here. Nick Saban was mentioned. Bringing back an old Packer was mentioned. We're talking about the safety position with Earl, Earl, Earl Thomas. So I was listening to the big show on WSSP today. Gary Ellerson wants Nick Saban and Leroy Butler argued against that. He, he does not want it. Listen, those two guys are nothing but verbal uh, what, do you, what do you call it? It's like... Um, Don't insult my friends, okay? I, I, I like that show. They're like the um, really good bowl of popcorn or chips on the table before you actually have dinner. Like, yeah, it's nice that it's there and it's good and like, yeah, it's great. But, but dinner's going to be better than that. Okay, so are we dinner? Just, anyway, so... No, no, we are not. <laughs> We're that... Uh, shitty late night Taco Bell stop that you made that you regret tomorrow. That's even worse. I was going to say we're like the bread, but like there's oil, at least some nice like olive oil on the plate, but no, we're shitty straight to Taco Bell. You know what though? Taco Bell's delicious. Anyways, back to my point, Nick Saban, Leroy Butler, all that. So they're arguing Leroy Butler doesn't want him. And, and uh, Leroy said, but what if he wants to bring ha ha Clinton Dix back? Former Alabama boy. Ha ha's not going to stay in Washington. He's definitely going to hit free agency. I don't think he meant that. I, I have to give Leroy the benefit of the I doubt think, there. I think he was I'll jabbing at bail. Gary. It was a jab at Gary. Like, I'll, I'll, thank you. I hope yeah. it was. I'll bail him out and say, because, by the way, Leroy Butler is our new Jerry Kramer, folks. We got to get that guy in the Hall of Fame so we can stop talking about it. Yeah. Uh, here's one. Spicy shots. Do we take a look at Mark Ingram? Aaron Jones can't keep his legs healthy. It's the same injury that he had last year. No, no, no. Why are you even answering this question? It's seriously? a problem. Why are you answering this question seriously? Why? Because it's a problem. Mark Ingram, really? Does no, 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 the same no. type not, of back? No, no, no. Not the Mark Ingram portion. The Aaron Jones injury is a problem. It's the same injury he had last season. It's the same injury. Same okay. knees. Same. So, so that's a concern to me that going forward, he's not as good as he is physically. Is he going to be capable of surviving in the NFL? I don't know. And no, I don't want Mark Ingram. I don't want that. Um, you think Aaron Jones is going to become a more productive uh, version of Nick Perry in a way where he always yeah. misses like a quarter of the season, but he's actually like really freaking good, but he actually yeah. produces and is good on his right. end. And you really, really want him around, but he gets hurt. And, and 
I hate to say that, but some guys just, I mean, some guys just have issues with injuries and Aaron Jones is struggling with the same injury this year that he had last year. It's a concern. I'm not going to say that that is his future, but it's definitely something to like look out for. Does, does that become Aaron Jones, you know, story in the NFL? Uh, Vic Fangio for head coach, you know, um, Chris Olympus, AKA bag of donuts brought up a good point about Fangio and a defensive head coach. And that is that when you bring in your offensive coordinator, unless you get like a Josh McDaniels type situation where he's locked into your organization, you run the risk of if there's success on offense, other teams poaching him after the season, because you can't block a coordinator from interviewing for a head coaching, head coaching position, job position. Right. So, so if nothing. you're in, if your head coach isn't an offensive guy, you're going to constantly be losing your offensive coordinator if you're successful. And that's a, a lot that's of turnover. What, and that's, that's a problem. Peter for, Bukowski talked about mm-hmm. it this week too. And he said, you know, he was talking about the dynamic of blocking coaches from interviewing for jobs. If it's a head coaching position, you cannot block that. So if it's an offensive coordinator position, other teams can block that. So teams that want a defensive guy to be the head coach, they're not going to just magically be able to go out and get the best offensive coordinator Cliff because Kings, those guys are already on teams yeah. and those teams will block the Packers from hiring them. Right. So it's, it's going to be difficult. Even if you get a good one the first time, when you lose that guy for a head coaching position, good luck finding another good offensive coordinator yeah. to run that. That it is going to be tough. Um, Alex Nyang asks, um, or said, or not Alex, I'm sorry. Alex said, should the Packers draft the best player or draft? For draft needs. We'll talk about that after the season. Peter Spachek, McDaniels head coach, Lincoln, or Kingsbury for OC. Kingsbury already took the USC head coaching job, right. so he's off the market. But Lincoln Riley, he, Lincoln, can he change his mind? I don't know. Lincoln Riley is not coming to, to the NFL to be a, uh, an OC. offensive coordinator. No, he's going to be a coach. He'll be a head coach. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not saying he's going to be a head coach. I think Oklahoma is going to extend him, and he's going to spend the next right. like, eight or but nine years in Oklahoma. But if he comes to the NFL... He's a head coach. He's going to take a head coaching position in the NFL. Yep. Uh, you know what's cool? The mock drafts are starting to come out for like the first time in a decade. I actually care. I actually read every single yep. one because I'm like, ooh, what are they going to do? Now, the ones that are opining that the Packers are going to take a quarterback in the first or second round, uh, they anything is possible, but yeah. I'm going to give you a big fat no on that. <laughs> I don't think so. Unless it is the most surefire bona fide quarterback that we've seen in years, and there are none of those guys in this draft. Yep. Uh, Daniel asks. Uh, we've already Packers... talked about Daniel. We've already. T- yeah, we did talk about should that. The Packers no, lose they the last shouldn't. Two games should... for draft pick. No, you they don't shouldn't lose on intentionally purpose. lose. You don't lose on purpose. Okay. Uh, Alex John Harbaugh. John Harbaugh. No. Don't want him. Next. Why not? Wait, 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 said, wait, wait, wait. I want to know said, why not. Because he's a, a, a moron. Um, <laughs> not Jim the, Harbaugh. John Harbaugh. I, I heard you. But John Harbaugh won a Super Bowl with Joe Flacco. Like, that's. That's pretty impressive, right? Is I mean, Ray Lewis walking through that door? No. Okay, then no. I mean, All Clay right. Matthews is still around, right? Now. Okay. I mean, maybe. Uh, uh, so, if the Pack hires McDaniels, Pack definitely got to figure out the tight end position. I don't think it matters whether they have McDaniels or not. They have to figure out the tight end oh, position. Yeah. The tight end position needs to be a young, up-and-coming tight You know what? The Chargers want to let Stephen A. Smith's favorite tight end, Hunter Henry, go. I wouldn't mind taking a flyer on him. He's probably got lost a little speed because he had the uh, injury. But yeah, um, how 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 ridiculous is that guy? And then did he say something about Favre and Rogers? I don't today? know. I don't. I don't listen to. Did Smith. he make a comment about Favre and Rogers? I saw Favre Rogers tweets all day today, and I was like, Why are yeah. we doing this? I don't listen to him, and I don't listen to Skippy. Dabo Sweeney. 
I wouldn't mind Dabo Sweeney, but I don't think he'd leave. I don't think he'd leave. He's got a good thing going on at Clem, and he wants to be. He wants to beat Saban once, and, mm. and I'm sure he'll probably try to try to uh, Mike Leach. I also miss Jared I, no, Cook. No, I, I I think the Jared Cook move was a huge mistake. Yeah, you had success. You had success with a tight end that you could have built on top of. I think. Okay, so who? Here's my theory. It's been said before. I'll give credit to whoever said it first, but. Who is responsible for putting together the contracts for the Green Bay Packers? Russ Ball. And when when the season ended, 2016 ended, it came out that Cook and his agent were kind of trying to use the media a little bit to try to negotiate or kind of drive his price up a little bit. Yeah. Russ Ball didn't like that kind of stuff. And I'll bet you he probably said, screw him. We can find somebody else. And a couple days later, or a day later, Martellus. Oh, my God. You you said it. This time it's you. He who must not be named. Are you quitting the show? Jason's quitting. So, uh, Barry Alvarez for head coach. Uh, no. I mean, I, I, I'm pretty sure Peter's joking. You have to be joking, right? Uh, Alvarez is, what, 90 now? How old is he? Um, no, he's not 90, but I mean, but it's he's like, old enough to if, not you're, if you want to bring back Barry Alvarez, you might as well flip a coin between he and Mike Holgram, Holgram, Holgram. Mike Holgram and see which one you want to bring back. You know what we need? Packers. John Filippo, no. John DeFilippo. got Just got def- – yeah, he just got fired. He DeFilippo. got flipped. Uh, so, no. Uh, yeah, he got flipped. He got DeFilippo'd. Um, the Packers just need to hire a coach who has a name that's easy to mispronounce because I need those Packer fans in my life that cannot, for the life of them, after 12 freaking years, say Mike McCarthy. I work at a, I work at a resort out here that is uh, – that is, if you don't, if you're not eclectic, maybe you might not know how to pronounce it. And it is hilarious trying to listen to people say the name sometimes and, and like completely biff it. Um, so I agree with that. That's a lot of fun. I love that. Brett Favre's head coach, no, not happening. Brett himself said he wouldn't do it. And, and then, Can we have Brett Favre as a quarterback's coach? Can you imagine the meetings in that room? You know what, though? Favre actually, like when you listen to him teaching and like, you know, when he gets passionate about it, like when he was a high school coach, I'll bet you he did well and his players responded well to him. I think Brett could potentially and i'm not ready to say he's nfl head coach material but bring serious value to a coaching staff somewhere as a quarterback's coach i think he could i don't think he's ready to be on the pro level at all i think he needs to work his way into in, into the college ranks get some experience on, on you know being a high-end football coach but i i mean i think brett Favre would be in the future could be great but brett Favre is the quarterback's coach for aaron Rodgers. i don't think is a winning combination. I don't think that's a good a good idea. No, I don't think it is either. So Ken Wisenhunt, what you think? I don't. I don't know what the what what. There's so many names being thrown at us right now. Right, like, and we're basically having our we're basically having our Black Monday week show right now. Right. Uh, yeah, maybe we should. essentially what we're doing, but right. there isn't but there isn't much to talk about. I mean, they're going to play the young guys, and and I don't know much about some of these these players that they've signed and okay, brought well, in. Let's just, I mean, we don't need to necessarily dig deep into the players, but what are some things with the young players that that you want to see the next two weeks? Like like highlight something for Packer fans to focus on to care about aside from winning, because who cares if they win? Okay. Uh, yeah, I want to watch them win, but it has no impact on the future of this team, well, except for a draft pick. So give me something to care about in the football game aside from that. I'd like to see Robert Tanyan featured, and I want to see what he does in that role. I want to see how well he, he handles maybe getting six or seven balls thrown his way. Yeah. 
On the receiver side, obviously, anything the young guys do is great. I'd like to see Jamon Moore. I- yeah. I'd like to see if Jamon Moore can get in at receiver and make some grabs. He's 6'3". Come on. He needs some success. His his failures in the preseason, I think, haunted him all season. He, I, I, You know, I think he, he must not have ever got it going in practice. Otherwise, they'd be using him. He's got a great mentality for football. I love his moxie. Right. That's I, that's just the thing I'm always attracted to in a player. Um, I, I, Tony, I someone asked see... about Tony Brown. Tony Brown has been showcasing himself all season. I think he is your he's your fifth corner next season. I wouldn't mm-hmm. mind him as a fifth fifth corner. Right. Ke- you know that means Kevin King comes back. Jair Tremont's not a corner anymore. Breland is your three, and they got to figure out a four. I think they have to find their fourth corner, basically, through the draft or through free agency, and then Brown's your fifth guy. Right. And then you figure out what your sixth one's going to be. If you want to bring in an undrafted free agent, fine, but it better be somebody who can play special teams, right? And uh, can ball out that way. And is couple things get in on defense. A couple things that I I would look for in the next two games. Eddie is Pleasant is a safety. Equinemia St. Brown. I I want to see him continue to progress. I said at the beginning of the season he will be the most consistent rookie, and I think he has been. Really, and MVS has been. He's he rode a little roller coaster. He, when he went high, it was really high. I didn't understand the the very little usage of him in this game. Me neither. But Rogers missed but him on a shot. Rogers play, but, made. Uh, Rogers just made that was a comment one snap, though. today. Rogers made a comment today about how MBS has kind of been up and down, and Equinemius has steadily progressed. And and I think that that I prefer the steady progression than the does super any, high highs. Does anybody go back and watch Equinemius St. Brown catch football? Does anybody? It's like a art. Ball, a prettier catch up with the hands. He just he's always got his hands in the perfect spot. I'm worried he's going to try to do that, though, on a ball when he should just let, reach out and let it fall to the bread basket. Yeah. So uh, so I want to see Aquanemius continue to progress. Uh, and then I want to see if they, just for a few snaps, try Jackson at safety. It, it, I think if that's something they're going to seriously well, they're going to keep year, Jack. They're going to keep Jackson and and uh, at corner. You think they'll keep uh, corner? You know if the, so, maybe he's the fourth guy. I'm just saying, if that's something to be considered for the off season, and we got nothing to lose right now, let's see a few snaps of Josh Jackson playing safety. That's something that I would want to see if I were the GM of this. What team. we don't know is how smart these players really are. And I'm not saying that any player is dumb and it's not me insult, trying to insult anyone's intelligence. Right. But it takes, we'll save that for later. It takes, (laughs) (laughs) bam, (laughs) it takes a special kind of football intelligence to be able to switch positions and learn a new position, especially when you're young and you're in your first season. There's so many, their heads are swimming right Right. now. I mean, well, look at Demarius Randall. Demarius Randall had the talent. Well, Randall's to play. a meathead. He had well. He had the talent to play corner. He could have done it, and and he had games where he was good. But I think that transition ultimately hurt him in his in the start of his NFL career. He would have probably been much better had they put him at safety from the beginning and let him be there. Now he's a safety for the Browns, and he's actually been okay. So, but he's also a meathead. Right. So I don't he, want him on the, the, he, the I don't want him on the team. Is, is Let's, uh, people didn't want to be around him. There's a couple of questions here. Will the Packers uh, hear from Cody? Will they bring Wilkerson back next year? I hope so. I want them to. We didn't see anything from Muhammad Wilkerson. There wasn't enough he time. He his ankle and he's, he's getting up there. Is yeah, he, but he's going to he? be, he's going to be cheap. Uh, he might be 30. Might be. I think he's under 30. 
I think he was what twenty eight or so. Let me. I'll look it up instead of guessing someone's age. Why so his defense. So his defensive line going to be the position that gets ignored this year because there's going to be one area they're not going to address yes. like we want them to. Is it going to be the D line? Is D line going to be last year's yeah, linebacker? Because I don't know that you really need to do a ton at D line. Lancaster has looked okay. Dean Lowry's an okay rotational guy. Even if Muhammad Wilkerson's not back. I don't know that they really need to do anything with the defensive line. Even Adams showed some stuff this week that makes me feel like, okay, the depth is pretty well set at the position. And then you have well, Kenny what's Josh Clark. Allen. Josh Allen would be a defensive lineman. Right. right but or, I, I just don't think they, I don't think they need to mess with that. Like when you have a position that's set really well and you have so many other holes, you should probably for this season, avoid trying to fill that. I don't know. You trust the board. I, Trust the board. Well, yeah, that too. I mean, you're going to draft the best guy available, right? But at the same time, you know, if you got two guys on the board, one's a D lineman, one's an O lineman, or one's a D lineman and, you know, another position, whatever, pick the other position. If it's close enough, okay, just pick the other position. I don't really think it's a need. And I do hope that they keep Muhammad Wilkerson. He's 29 currently. Okay. Do, don't all players take an IQ test upon playing? Fitness Gamer asks. It's the Wonderlick. And yeah, those Wonderlic scores time. are not supposed to be become public and published. They do get published by certain people out there, which is not something I'm a fan of or in favor of. I think it's a it's a kind of a bush move by certain journalists or writers. I mean, I don't really necessarily need to get too specific, Bob McKinn. But um, <laughs> it's not fair to publish those things because some scores are lower than others. And, right. and they do take those. I don't know how well that translates to players playing well. Josh Jones, keep him or cut him, keep. He hasn't been great, but Josh Jones, keep they him. could do a lot yeah. worse. He's a second-round pick. Yaguda Kuntz and the Packers inherited him from the Ted draft the year prior. Too soon to cut bait there. I think there. he's been okay. Too like soon it, to cut bait. There hasn't been any moments where Not I feel coverage. like we've seen Josh Jackson Not in coverage. so bad that it was like we need to cut that guy. I, I haven't felt that this season. This is Josh Jones, not Jackson. That's, did I say Jackson? Yeah. Because I meant Jones. Jones. I'm on that page. I just said the wrong name. Okay. But yeah, Josh Jones. There was no moment with Josh Jones where I felt like they Daniel, need to cut Daniel wants to know if they keep Belaga. So Yes. Yes. And move him to guard. You draft a right because tackle. Because you heard that from who? Uh, I heard it this week. So go ahead and explain the rationale to me. Was it Butler? When I, I mean, when with a guy like that, he's aging. Maybe he's not as quick. Maybe a step. He's not as quick coming off the snap. Put him in at guard. Put it, he could play guard, and he would be better than Byron Bell. What? How much rationale do you need? Literally, one thing can be said: Byron Bell, and that's enough rationale to say, let's put Brian Bulaga at right guard and draft a right tackle. Is Bulaga going to come back, though, and have the ability and the speed to run the screen and get out in front and block? I Does think he have the athleticism to play guard? I think so. Okay. I do. I, I do. He's only 30 Look, years old. He's only 30 years old. So Packers... I would love to see Brian Bulaga back. I just don't trust him to stay healthy, and that's why I'm not a fan. Okay, so what do the Packers do? What have they done over the, over the last few years constantly in the draft? They've drafted tackles and moved them to guard because the tackle – is the more athletic player on the offensive line. Typically, the guards are maulers. Usually they're not. They're inside at guard because they can't play tackle. So to move a guy with the skill to play tackle inside to guard, and Brian Belaga's kind of a mauler anyways. He is good in the running game. Great. I think that's a great transition for a guy who's aging. I would like to see Brian Bulaga move inside. 
Is that is that like the equivalent of um, an infielder moving to the outfield? Or a corner moving to safety as he ages. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, okay. So I called this episode snubbed because the Packers were snubbed from the playoffs by themselves. I mean, they lost too many games. They did it to themselves, yes. But there is this thing at the end of the season still happening called the Pro Bowl. And we learned about the Pro Bowl rosters. And you and can't who, wait to watch it. And you're so excited. Who to... made the Pro Bowl and who didn't make the Pro Bowl. All I want to say is David Bakhtiari. Did not. He's an alternate. That's not. That's If you're an alternate. You didn't make it. You didn't make it. Like you might get in. But let me remind everybody. It's like not here. getting an invite to a party yeah. till someone sees that you're sad. And they say, hey, the, the you pro, can come to my party. The, the Pro Bowl is the most pathetic uh, single type of game exhibition or other in any sport I think that exists. Should they just skip the game and make it a label? Like just get rid of pro bowl altogether. Skip the game and make it a skills competition. Sure. Make it a skills competition like seven on seven or something more fun. Like like, flag. Like just, it sucks. It's a terrible game. Getting to the pro bowl isn't a thing anymore. I don't know why teams and agents still want that in contracts. I mean, agents want it because anything to get their player more money so they can get paid more. Why are teams still incenting players to go to this stupid Pro Bowl when now in the age of Twitter, somebody could sit there from their mom's basement and retweet someone's name a thousand times a day, stuff the ballot, and get them in? I don't – you didn't tell me anything. Also, it's not a secret – Players don't get in the Pro Bowl until a year or two after they should have. And Bakhtiari is, should have been well, in last year. And I know Kenny Clark is hurt. He, he was an alternate. Was he? Yeah, Still he didn't make it. Yeah, he an alternate. Still didn't. That doesn't, that doesn't count to me. So I, I'm, he had a Pro Bowl-worthy season. He, he should have been voted in as a starter into the Pro Corey Bowl. Corey Lindsley didn't get in either, and I thought Corey Lindsley was, you know. Good point, Aisley Alik. Isley, am I saying your name right? By the way, uh, if I if I'm not phonet- phonetically, uh, type your name in the comments. Ba- Bakhtiari not making it is bad though because it you can't tell me by now you don't know who David Bakhtiari is. I can understand like oh I don't know who Corey Lindsley is maybe Kenny Clark. Sure, Kenny Clark's been all over the place though. If you're an NFC fan or you follow the NFC North, you like, probably know that Kenny no Clark's pretty excuse. good. No excuse. Right. No excuse. Uh, we don't know. Okay, so offensive line, Spriggs will be back probably. Cole Madison, we don't know if he's going to play or not. Now, I saw right. something on Twitter this week with, I don't know, there was no source, but it basically said that there is optimism that he's going to play. He's going to come back and he's going to try to play football. Well, I, I, I hope so. And, you know, I don't have anything. I don't think anybody should have anything negative to say about Cole Madison. We don't know his story. We don't know what's going on in his life. I, I hope that we get to see him in training camp at some point, but if it never happens, I'm not going to be upset with anybody about that. We don't I know. I don't know what the deal with Madison is. Everyone's asking what the deal is. We don't know. Nobody. No, knows. no one knows. No one knows. We have right. no idea. We can all try to guess and opine. If and the Packers are being as patient as they are with him, I would assume it's something pretty bad or not like he did something bad. It's something hard to deal with. I would assume. I don't think the Packers would be the way that they've been about it if it's just like he's, you know, flip-floppy on if he wants to play. They would just cut ties and say, say see you later. But I think something went on in his life. We don't know the story. Something hard happened in his life, and the Packers are keeping the door open for him to show up and try to make the team next year. Yeah, that could be. We don't know. 
So do we want to talk Jets for a minute? Because they got to play the Jets this week, and I want to know. We, we actually, should, and we, I still well, need to address. Well, and you asked, you asked me. Um, we can table it for a second. You asked me about like players that I wanted to see, and I was going to parlay that into like the next topic for Jets. But we have something else. Still, uh, still yeah, some more Pro Bowl talk. I, no, the Aaron Rodgers thing. I want to. I want to. I I want to address these uh, people in the Packer world. I'm probably going to yell. So turn down your speakers. There are literally people, Packers fans, who think Aaron Rodgers is done. <laughs> And I don't mean like Aaron Rodgers has declined and that sucks. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers maybe has declined. We don't know. That remains to be seen. But if you think Aaron Rodgers is done, you are a moron. And you can turn off the show. I don't need idiots like you listening. Like, we want educated listeners or people who actually... Look, if you think Aaron Rodgers is done, fine. Go be a fan of the Dolphins. You can cheer for Ryan Tannehill. Go cheer for the Redskins. You can, you can be a happy Alex Smith fan. You could be a Vikings fan. You want Kirk Cousins? If you think Aaron Rodgers is done, go ahead. Find, find somebody else to cheer for who's not done. If you think Aaron Rodgers is done, I don't know what the hell you're watching. Because the season that Aaron Rodgers just had, other teams would kill for that. They, they, the other fan bases want the what numbers. Aaron Rodgers just put on the field for us this season. The numbers were good. The numbers were great, okay? Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't the Aaron Rodgers that we're used to. And if you think Aaron Rodgers is done, you're a fool. You are an absolute fool. Who thinks he's done done? Like, who legit watched this season and thought, he's just done with oh, there were There are people. There's always people. They're upset. They're mad. They want someone to blame. They're, they're, they get, you know, petulant in a moment. And they want to blame the, most, the simplest target. And they want, to, they want to upset the apple cart as much as possible. And what's going to piss the most people off? Oh, here we go. I Aaron Rodgers mad. is done. I can't, uh, let's see, if you're willing, if you're not willing to entertain the conversation that he's declined significantly, you are dumb. I never said that. No, I we, never we, said no, that we, I'm not willing to entertain no, that conversation. We no, we are. We are. Look, I'm definitely willing to say there's like what we saw this season, the errors that he made, that's possibly the Aaron Rodgers we have, right? But I will take that Aaron Rodgers over most of the quarterbacks right. in the NFL. Still. And if you're not satisfied, if you those are the spoiled Packer fans. We got smart fans in the chat, and even sure. it's Exaltech, I think is is we're not we are absolutely willing to entertain the conversation that he is right. We're not idiots. Declined. I won't say significantly. He played. Uh, he he had some really bad moments this year. He's looked worse this year than he has in a decade. You can mm-hmm. call that significantly. I'm not convinced though that that's the pattern, and that's going to be the reality next year. Now the first four or five games next season, and he's playing like he is this year. You can have me then. I, yes, sure. You know, then, then we so can have the conversation. This is the, this is this is what got me fired up about it. I so I was listening to twelve fifty today, like I said, and they this was their question: What hole of a, of a, of eighteen rounds of golf? What hole is Aaron Rodgers on in his career? And many callers said he's on the eight. He's on eighteen, or he's done it in the clubhouse. He shouldn't play anymore. They should move on from him. Many people called this show to say this. And they meant it like Aaron Rodgers is still a very competitive quarterback and better than most of what's in the league, like most of what's in the league. And people think that that's done. You just wait till he's not around anymore. What are you going to think of the next quarterback when he's absolute garbage? Mm-hmm. Cause that might happen. Yeah. Like if Deshaun Kaiser is the starter for the green Bay Packers, the way that he played in the preseason, that would be tough if to watch. If you think that we're if, if there's anywhere if there's any place where we're spoiled, I think it's a quarterback play and like just understanding how absolutely anomaly 
It right. is the two quarterbacks came to us back to back in very different ways, Favre and Rodgers. The Packers are due for to struggle finding the next quarterback for maybe a two or three tries. Like right. it's very possible that they're going to bring in, dare I say, a Nathan Peterman, mm-hmm. a Paxton Lynch. Like you, you try, like, you try to make the so best you're pick. Saying- Here, here's the deal. You try to make the best pick you can. And I know there were extenuating circumstances and I'm probably going to hurt your feelings really bad right now. I'm ready. The Browns did believe in Johnny Manziel. They literally thought Manziel was going to be good, and I think he might have been a good football player if he had not had some off-the-field issues, but that was not a bad pick. It turned out to be bad because of things that the Browns couldn't control or couldn't foresee. It's hard to find a bona fide. No, you're right. A Patrick Mahomes. Right, and so the Packers could totally dive into that Browns-Bills category of constantly searching for a quarterback. That could happen. Do you want that? Because if you're Daniel, saying Aaron Rodgers should stop playing, you're saying sign me up for the potential of that happening next season already. Okay, Daniel Seliger has been commenting all, all day. What's up, Daniel? He says, stop saying that name, Jason. Uh, Daniel, I got news for you. Jeremy Vanderlinden, who sits here to your right, What's my up? left. What's up? What's up? Loves him. Some Johnny Manziel. <laughs> I don't. He okay. loves him. Some Johnny Manziel. I tend to be pretty playful. And by that, I mean, I say dumb stuff for fun. For example, I tweeted today that Jimmy Graham is going to make the Pro Bowl next year. Ah, to which, to which, thank you. You're, you, are no, a good, I, you are a good man. To which I responded with, well, that'll make Saints fans really happy and they'll be doubly happy because that means Drew Brees had a great season. So there's his next Jimmy Graham prediction. Jimmy Graham is a Saint next season, according to Jason. But look. I know Jimmy Graham has been bad this year. Chances he comes back and has a Pro Bowl season, not very high. But I'll say it anyways, just because it's fun. I wanted Johnny Manziel on the roster. I didn't think he'd make the team. I didn't necessarily even think it was like future starter. But why not bring him in? Bring him into training camp. He's trying to make something of himself. I also wanted wanted Revis last year, Darrell Revis last year. Uh, when the Chiefs brought him in, I was hoping he'd be a you Packer. You still want Darrell Revis. You're right, I do. Bring him in. So I don't. I don't how, want how about this, though? How about, how about this, though, Jeremy? One thing I wanted to, to mention is do you, I, I kind of envy the way that some teams are kind of thinking outside of the regular, the norm, the box, if you will. The Saints' usage of Taysom Hill. Yeah. I don't really – this is the thing. I'm going to take my headphones off and walk away because it pisses me off so much. The Packers couldn't figure out how to use this guy in one way or another, and they cut him, and he's off making an impact on a potential Super Bowl team. Unbelievable Remember last mistake. preseason he had that nice run? It was preseason. He was playing right. against scrubs, but he had that nice touchdown run, and I'm like, that was not ordinary. No. I still was like, that was a yeah. good run. Now, that I'm was gonna a nice say, run. I don't know that that was actually a mistake on the Packers' part. Well done by the Saints to see that and use it. That's and Sean that, Payton too. the mistake that the Packers made was never adjusting to the talent they have and always trying to jam the square peg into the round hole. And if you didn't fit in the round hole, we just cut you. They started Demarius Randall and Quentin Rollins at cornerback for more than one game on purpose. <laughs> bad, just bad. Uh, so the 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 Packers they. They, they did make a mistake, but it's a mistake they made so much and so often 
that like it's not a surprise, but really well done by the Saints to see the talent the guy had and just say, we got to figure out how to use him. Because the Packers never do that. McCarthy never did that. They're incredible. They're incredible. And they found a way to pull it out Monday night against Carolina. And I think the Saints are probably the best team in the NFC this season. And these playoffs are going to be so a lot of fun to watch. Like, I used to be so bitter. And I'm like, I don't even want to watch football. Like, when the Packers lost to the Giants in the 07 NFC Championship game, I literally didn't watch a single sport. I didn't even watch ESPN until after the Super Bowl was over. Couldn't handle it, huh? I literally did not. I watched, I, I used to wake up religiously and I would get ready for work in the morning to ESPN. It was yeah. a religion for me. I switched to syndicated reruns of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air nice. every morning nice. in lieu of ESPN I, because I was so bad. But I am actually looking forward I to these. It. Even though the Packers, I'm looking forward to these playoffs. It's going to be a lot of fun. The NFC it's wide open. I'm actually the really AFC, excited. The to, Chargers. I'm like, excited to watch I, I Mahomes. I forgot the Chargers were even in the NFL. Right. I'm like, oh, that's right. There's you always know, that one team that you forget to. Let's mention that real quick. Andrew Brees, uh, Philip Rivers, and Drew Brees. If you want to say Aaron Rodgers is done because he had he's had a bad season, um, look at those two. They both had droughts in the, towards the end of their career, and now look at how competitive they are this season. Yeah, you know that that those two guys are proof that one or two bad seasons does not mean. You're fully done. No. Okay, Daniel Dunker's like, wasn't that 2007 Super Bowl in Arizona? Because he knows that we're in Arizona. Yeah, Daniel, let me tell you a little story, okay? The the Arizona, the Phoenix, Arizona locale has hosted the Super Bowl three times ever, okay? 1996. I'm talking about the year the Super Bowl is played in, not the season. 1996, 2008, 2015. The uh, Packers, whoop, hold on. Okay. The Packers were in the NFC Championship game all three times. The Packers had a lead in the fourth quarter of said NFC Championship game. Mm -hmm. Or I think uh, against New York, it was tied. They had a chance to win all three times. And all three times they lost. So just so you guys and girls know, the Super Bowl is back here in 2023. That'll be the 2022 season. So you can count on the Packers getting back to the NFC Championship game. And if you think Aaron Rodgers is done, the good news is whoever the next quarterback is is going to take the Packers to a NFC Championship game but he's gonna lose, in 2022, and they're going to lose in heartbreaking fashion. Fun fact, and you may not know this, maybe you do. If you drive downtown Phoenix, into downtown Phoenix, there's like a little mini junkyard just south of Chase Field, just south of the baseball stadium. And in that little junkyard is a giant New York Giants emblem made of metal it is from that super bowl and so like the pain of that will never be forgotten for anybody who lives in arizona because if you drive downtown to go to a baseball game there's that huge giants logo in the middle of downtown phoenix never so seen it. it's down there man never seen it, it don't it, care yep you'll see it now you're gonna see it because the next time you drive down next time you go to a baseball game or even a Suns game if you like torture um you're gonna see it it's there and it's huge and it is from that Super Bowl. I asked a friend, I was like, Why is there a big giant sign in Phoenix? He said, Oh, it's from the Super Bowl. So you'll remember two thousand seven every time you drive into downtown uh, Phoenix now. I think it's time that we uh start a campaign to get rid of it. Yep. That's not relevant. <laughs> Don't need it. That's bad enough. I got to listen to baseball Giants fans because they train in Scottsdale in spring training, which, by the way, for those of you who are looking for hope, the Brewers kick off spring training. And uh, you don't even have to go that far. Watch the Bucks. Two months. Watch the Bucks. They're the having NBA's, a very competitive season. The NBA is. Let's just go completely off the rails. The NBA is horrible. 
we don't need to talk about the. No, let's All not. Right, before let's not do it. Let's talk Jets real quick. Um, we talk about players we want to see. What um, is there anything good to be gained from uh, other than obviously seeing what young players can do? But is there anything good to be gained from uh, this week against the Jets in terms of the effort level or the result? Yeah, I, I would love to see this team prove that you know they can play a full sixty well, how about, minutes. How about win once. one road game? They're going to go zero and eight. Oh on the yeah, road. that that too. Don't don't go winless on the road. That'd be great. I'd like to see sixty minutes of football. That hasn't happened all season. We have not seen a full game of football from this team. We won't. I, I, We're yeah. not going to this season. It's just not going to happen this year. But that's okay. Right. That's that's okay because right now they're not at, they're not in the position to play sixty minutes of football anymore. So, They've got too many players. Roger out. says he's playing. He really wants to play. Obviously, he's in the media saying he's going to play. I think they'll start him. I think he'll play a half. So Rogers says he's going to play, and he says that it's to, you know it's important to build relationships with these young receivers. Do you agree with that? That at this point, you know, we're 14 games in. Do you think he still needs to work on the relationship with those receivers, or should they have locked that up by now? I think they should have locked it up by now, but it's his team, and it depends on how Joe Philbin views Aaron Rodgers as the captain of the ship. Yeah. I don't want to see him get hurt, but I he wants to play, and there is something to be said about him showing his guys that he's not giving up. He's there for them. He wants to he wants to spend time with them. You know, when he was a backup, he used to he used to make a point of going out in pregame and having his guys to throw to. Like he and Ruvell Martin actually were pretty close, yeah, because they were backups together before he became a starter, and he builds that relationship with them. I think I think there is a value in it that does carry over into the following season. I'm big on that. I think there is something to be gained. I think there is. I don't think they should play Rodgers. Um, if you want to work on that relationship stuff, have the guys come to California in the offseason. Work on it off the field, on your time. Really work on those relationships. I don't think playing in a meaningless game against the Jets is going to be the thing that sets you off for next season. You need to work on those relationships in the offseason. I want to see what some of these young guys can do, including... Tim Boyle. I do actually want to see Tim Boyle play some football. Okay, that's fine. Zaltek says it's important to tell QB1 to uh, ST blank blank. <laughs> is that to his family? Um, or is that just like, you don't run this team, you shut up, we'll tell you what we No, I think it literally do. means you shut up, you don't run the team. This is, it's not your choice. Like, Rodgers is coming out in the media and saying he's playing, but like, did the coach said he step? wants to play. He said today that he is playing. Like, that's fine. That's what the, the media is reporting today. But I think Zaltik's, to Zaltik's point, play. though, like, you know, if I'm the team, I'm like, awesome. Here's what's going to happen. You can play. You're going to play one quarter or you're going to play one half. Yeah. And I don't want to hear a single word from you in the third or fourth quarter. Right. That's it. I'm, I'm, I'm okay a, with it's that. It's a winter version of preseason. It's the same. We're in the same situation as we were last year. These last two games are literally free scouting eval. Yeah. Uh, JD Ram asked about free agents. We talked about that early in the show. So if you missed that, you can go back. Uh, the replay will be up shortly after the oh, show. Okay. All right. So, now I see where he's coming from. I don't care what he wants. I wanted him to be better. Well, yeah, we all did. Right. It didn't happen. Okay. So you're mad that he wasn't better. We all are. It's very frustrating, Look, but don't be mad. Don't be mad. Like Aaron Rodgers had a bad season. There were parts of it where it was Aaron Rodgers. Let, we'll all agree, like Aaron Rodgers missing throws, there were there were things that happened that, that he was capable of doing better at, and we've seen him do in the past. There were parts of this season that were out of his hands. Like, for example, some of the things Mike McCarthy liked to do were troublesome for the Packers as a whole, and Aaron Rodgers can't always control what Mike sends out on the field. 
Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, for example, using Jimmy Graham as a traditional tight end is not Aaron Rodgers' choice. And it was a bad choice to begin with. Mike McCarthy got that all wrong. Mm-hmm. And, and, and not playing Mercedes Lewis when your offensive line is struggling and using him to help block is a bad choice by Mike McCarthy. Okay. Putting Jason Spriggs on the field against the Vikings. I'm at my brother's house. We're watching the game. Spriggs comes out for his first snap because uh, Bakhtiari got hurt and nobody's next to him. And I said, this is bad. Like, this is going to be bad. There's no tight end on that side. Just watch. This is going to be terrible. Gets run over for a sack. It, it lets, gives up a sack. That is the kind of thing Mike McCarthy did to this team. Dumb, simple stuff that the average fan can watch the game and say, ooh, that's questionable. And he would do it over and over. And he would do it week in and week out. And so, yeah, be mad at Rodgers. There were definitely things that he did wrong. But some of the issues with this team are going to be gone by next year just because Mike McCarthy is not the coach anymore. So Rodgers needs to tighten things up. He needs to hit those passes he used to hit in the past. And I don't give a crap that you're not on the same page with your young receivers. If Equinemia St. Brown is open, throw the freaking ball to him, not to the left of him in the end zone, right? Like, I expected him to end up, to, to, to come in Turn a little in more. Whatever your problem is, Figure it the hell out, okay? You can make those passes. Last week against the Bears, Equinemius, wide open. Was it, it was last week, right? Not the week prior. Where Equinemius, wide open. He's in the middle of the end zone. Rodgers throws it just to his left, and he can't catch it. EQ, he missed MVS on a shot play. Jimmy Graham, that, that ball stuff, was... Rogers Graham should have caught that ball, but it wasn't perfectly thrown. Right. Um, so I got to come clean, because uh, if I'm going to uh, you know, put words in people's mouths, I got to come clean. Zoltek, not mad. Season is gone. He needs to heal and not get injured. That's why he doesn't want Aaron. He says, Oh, Aaron I see should, what you're saying. Okay. Aaron should be quiet. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, he's got you got to sometimes protect players from themselves, because they want to play. They're competitive. No, it's, you're right. They have to just make good decisions. You have to protect the future of the team beyond what the player wants. Like, he wants to compete. He's very competitive, right? Great, they fine, shut, so whatever. The, but. the Panthers shut Cam down today. Why haven't they shut Rodgers down? I don't know what Cam's situation is and what his health is. I don't, I don't know what it is. I think, though, Rodgers is dealing with uh, what now. He got hurt last week. He's got something that he's dealing with, and it's just like, shut him down. It's not It's not worth it just because he, was he wants to compete. His, he was stretching his hammy again. Was it calf or hamstring? Uh, I think it was some, groin, yeah, groin, some, groin, yeah, groin. Oh, yeah, his groin. groin he groin, injured groin. his groin, and he spent the whole second half stretching. Just, dude, just sit on the bench. Like, you don't need to play. You don't need to play meaning, meaningless football games. You need to care about protecting the future of the franchise just as much as the GM does. And if you know you're the future of the franchise, which you know because your bank account will tell you every time you look at it that you are the franchise, you, yeah, if you need if you to know. you look at who's sleeping next to you at night. Right, yeah. yeah. Well, anyways, <laughs> I don't know about that, but you, you need to understand the, the future of this franchise needs to be protected, and you can't be that selfish that you're going to try to play. Yeah. Yeah, let some young guys get some reps and let this team figure out what the future is because there's going to be football after you retire and don't be selfish. And remember that uh, if you don't do the right things, we're going to try to make you a marketing uh, spokesperson and pay you to not come play because <laughs> that's what the Packers do to quarterbacks when right. they're done playing, Hall of Fame quarterbacks when they're done. All right, so anything else for the Jets before we sign it off here for the week? I mean, I don't. It's an unfamiliar AFC opponent. It doesn't really mean a whole lot. And they're not I would very like, good. I would like to see the uh, – uh, the, um, the Packers win, but the Todd Bowles has got to be playing for a job, and like they can't let a bad Packers team with nothing yeah, to play for, for walk job, in yeah. and win their first road game and make them look bad. Right. Sam Darnold's not awful; he's not great. But I don't know—is Darnold playing? Because I think he's hurt. Oh, I don't know. I'm pretty positive Darnold won't play. So the, the the Jets the Jets aren't very good. 
I mean, there's just really not anything that exciting to talk about. Thank God Teddy Bridgewater's with the Saints dancing around in the locker room now. Could you imagine Teddy Bridgewater with the Jets? Playing against Teddy. No, thanks. Although, the last time the Packers saw Teddy Bridgewater was in 2015 against uh, in uh, when they were playing their last uh, game there at the University of Minnesota because U.S. Bank Stadium wasn't done yet. And the, that was the last time the Packers uh, beat the Vikings in Minnesota. So, yeah. Um, all right. Well, we're going to do our game picks at the beginning of the pregame show, so make sure you tune into that. Don't forget the giveaways. Follow yep. the show. You see the handles at the bottom, at CHTV Live, at Jeremy ARVDL, and at Jason Perrone on Twitter. Send us tweets. Tweet us questions. Tweet us thoughts for the game. Get back on and get on that YouTube. Jo- show up in the chat. We love the engagement. A couple things. If you are out there and you have some Packers bobbleheads that you would like to loan us and have displayed on the show, we would love to display some of your Packers memorabilia. Mine's in boxes somewhere. But anyways, if you want to share some stuff with us, we'd love to have that. That'd be really cool. A really cool way to highlight some uh, some fans out there that listen to the show, not something you need to give to us, but if you want to loan us some stuff to, hey, this is so-and-so's bobblehead, that'd be really cool. And if you know how to make graphics and you want to help us out, we're uh, I suck. So, I mean, look at the graphics at the bottom of the show. They're fine, but uh, we could definitely use a little bit of help. So, and we don't make any money doing this show. We're just having a good time. If you're out there and you want to help us out with, a, a, you know, some of your time making us a few graphics, we sure would uh, appreciate the help. So, and the other thing is make sure you hit the like button. If you're listening to this show and you heard us say lots of dumb things, which we do weekly, and you laughed at least, if, if we made you laugh at least one time, at least one time during the show, hit that like button. Hit the make like sure button. you subscribe. There's so much good stuff on Cheesehead TV. Uh, Great content with, with Nagler, like Nagler, I think does a video 20 times a day and then transplants happens once a week. And then us, there's great content. So make sure you subscribe. Don't miss out on any, anything going on. And then, you know, obviously at cheeseheadtv.com, lots of great writers writing great content. Yep. I mean, there is a lot, there's always a lot of I content. I have to write out. just, you know, for you guys on midday on Friday, uh, I have to write Packers Periscope, which previews the matchup. So these next two weeks, like. Just humor me and go read it because it's it's the history of the rival the rivalry the storied rivalry between the Green Bay Packers and the New York Jets that should probably take me all of ten minutes to write. Please so. tell me you're going to highlight the uh, what was it nine to three or nine to nothing nine to nothing big victory in Please. Super Bowl season when uh, Mason Crosby saved the day and uh, uh, Tim Howard Ma- Green Tim was... Mastay as a punter was uh, yeah phenomenal oh. Never mind. I'll save it for later. There was a question about Greg Jennings caught a ball, a really nice ball over the middle on uh, Revis Island. And that was when Revis was like peak, peak, peak Revis, yeah. like actually the island. He didn't get in the end zone, but um, he caught the ball. Anyways. Okay. We did it. That's Mark, it Mark Sanchez too, by the way. Oh, Marky Mark, the butt fumble. I mean, it wasn't that game, but Rough that's just stuff. his name from now on. Butt Rough fumble. stuff. Hey, we do have to say this too, because it's uh, next Wednesday. Merry Christmas to everybody who's celebrating Christmas. Christmas Eve and Christmas Day are going to happen between now and the next show. Be safe over the holidays. Enjoy the Packers game. We're going to save our predictions for the pregame show on Sunday, so listen to that. Thank you, everyone, for watching, tuning in, and listening. This has been Cheesehead TV Live. Thank you for listening to Cheesehead TV Live. Check out CheeseheadTV.com for more great Packers content.